Corey and Ray, and we're talking about Alul. And you probably saw this on our Facebook page. We've been posting about it, and maybe you've been wondering, what does that mean? What does that word mean? And we're here to kind of, you know, go into depth. That's what you do. You study this out, and then you just explain why Christians need to actually not just know about this, but enter in, you know, let this become something that God is doing in your own heart and your own life. You know, God loves to talk to us. He loves to encounter us, loves to have us engage him. There's just a million different ways, just kind of like a million different songs and styles. And this is just one more of those ways that he's built a biblical calendar because he wants to walk with us day by day. He doesn't want us skipping to the, you know, the major holidays. He wants us to walk day yeah. by day with him. And, and so learning the calendar, actually, I've been trying to avoid this because it's just so hard to teach. You know, how <laughs> you teach a calendar on radio, very hard and, and very poorly. But... Nonetheless, it's so important, so that's why I'm taking the time today as we've begun. This is the first day of the month of Elul, which is on the biblical calendar. One, there's two calendars, but on the biblical calendar, it is the last month of the year. So I'm actually getting you ready for the beginning of the counting of one of the calendars, which happens in Rosh Hashanah in 30 days. So... And that's the beginning of the new year, 5781. I'm excited. We're all excited because we're tired of 2020. But uh, <laughs> these biblical years really set the pace for what's actually happening. American calendars and Gregorian calendars do not. They have a little bit to do with it, but very little. But we're on a journey through this biblical calendar to understand how God established the seasons with feasts and fasts and caused each season to relate to each other in the realm of end-time prophecy. Now, as Corey often says, the Jewish calendar or the Hebrew calendar, we're in the tradition of saying that because God gave this to the Jews and he gave the word to the Jews. And so for us as Christians, when we come into uh, to relationship with God, we come through Jesus Christ. And with that, we are grafted in it's like an olive tree and what happens in an olive tree grafting is it comes from within it and the outer edges just start to fall off and a new tree grows but it's still this old tree and so we're grafted in it says to abraham the god's not done with the jews they are still his chosen people and there's the relevance and significance of the jews is huge going into the end times so you know as we come into these times and walk in this calendar it helps us also remember to pray for the the peace of Jerusalem to understand the significance that they have in the earth and in eternity. So we're kind of walking through that. So we talked a little bit uh, when we first started about Elul, which is the sixth month on the other calendar, but it's 12th month and sixth month. How's that for confusion for you? It's two calendars, but if we're going towards Elul starting today, it's three things, month of repentance, month of mercy, and the month of forgiveness. It was uh, first of Elul, Moses ascended Mount Sinai for a, a third 40-day period in a row. You think about Moses fasting 40 days, now try 120 days. That's what happens. He has to go up four, three times because of all the craziness going on. He ascends to get the first tablets. He comes down on the 17th at Samuz. What does he find them? Sinning with a golden calf, smashes the tablets. So Moses returns for a second time to ask forgiveness for the Israelites. So because God had said, you know what? Go ahead. You go into the promised land. I'm not going with you. And Moses says, no, you, you don't go. We're not going. That's where that whole concept comes from. And God does forgive him. So on the first of Elul, for the third time, he uh, goes up to Sinai, and this time he'd receive a second set of tablets and not break them. Uh, he comes down on Yom Kippur in 40 days, and so this is a very special time for the Jews. 
Since God did answer Moses' request, the month of Elul is set apart. It's a time to remember when God revealed his great mercy. They honor God by repenting and showing mercy and forgiveness to others. I told you earlier that's teshuva or repentance, doing good to others. So long before Moses, though, Elul was all about beginnings, and it's really important. The last week of Elul includes the first five days of creation when God spoke the universe into being. First words on the 25th day of Elul were, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, in English, that's pretty straightforward. In Hebrew, a lot more uh, revelation, though. That's Bereshit, bara, Elohim, eight. Uh, which is the same thing, beginning God created heaven's earth. The fourth word there is, it's not translated into English, but the transliteration is E-T, E-T or et, but generally you don't say it. It's a silent word, and it's an unspoken Hebrew word made up of two letters, aleph and tav. Aleph is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Tav is the last letter of the alphabet. So it's like saying A to Z in English. Aleph Tav is one of the most common words found in the Hebrew scripture. Why is it here in his first breath? At the beginning of creation, before God could establish anything, he needed to create language, specifically the 22 Hebrew letters, numbers from Aleph to Tav that he would use to speak everything into existence. So even though in English we say in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, when you read it in Hebrew, he actually says before he created the heavens and the earth, this Aleph Tav, I've created Aleph Tav, the heavens and the earth. So he first creates language. At creation, we find him hovering over the waters, speaking light into being, separating it from darkness. He makes the separation for the waters above the waters below, making the land and the seas, causing seed-bearing plants and trees to grow. Made the sun, the moon, the stars, created sea creatures and birds. All of this, the final week of this month of Elul that's starting tonight. All this activity, just getting ready for Tishri, the new month, to begin and the first day of the civil year called Rosh Hashanah. Now, it's important to recognize here that even though Rosh Hashanah, everybody looks at that and calls, in fact, that word literally means the head or beginning of the year, it isn't actually the beginning because the month of Elul was as intricate part of the foundation. As the sixth day began, it was the first day of the month of Tishri when God created the land animals and most importantly, mankind. So that's, that's why they look at it as the head of the year because it's a, it, the world is about not about the trees and the birds and the this and the that, it's about man, it's about Jesus. So the 25th day of Elul, Coming up will be the first day of creation, Rosh Hashanah, the sixth day when man was created. So the month of Elul connects the past year with the coming year, and it's a time to reflect on where we are, where we're headed, where we should be going. So they do a bunch of different things. Number one, they, they blow a shofar every single morning, except on, on Shabbat. The blasts are meant to awaken one's spirit from the slumber of sin and inspire him to begin the soul-searching which will prepare him for the high holy days. It's also customary to recite the 14 verses of Psalm 27 every day till the end of Sukkot. All right, so I want to challenge you here as we begin this month. Well, so for Corey and for all of us uh, to go forth, we're going to walk in this way uh, of a new year and getting ready for it. Psalm 27, read tw Psalm 27 first thing every morning. I'm going to read it to you now, and you just tell, um, just consider how many songs are based on these verses. That's how important the psalm is. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Mm. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. 
Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it's my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. One of my absolute favorite chapters in all of the Bible. And Psalm 27 is what they read every day in the month of Elul. And I challenge you to yeah. begin that tradition too.